Backfield boys, alright. Ladies and gentlemen, after our two-week hiatus, the Backfield Boys are officially back. This is yours truly, Brendan, and as always, I'm joined by Lucas Kochevar and Jackson Kelly. How's it going, fellas? Going pretty good. Pretty good. Sir. You know, it, it, I'm not trying to um, bring up anything too painful for you, Jackson, but... Since we've been on hiatus, the Arizona Cardinals have co- completely fallen apart. They've completely collapsed. Uh, I mean, it's not shocking. I mean, it's it is kind of shocking if you look no. at what you guys were to what you are now. I mean, getting blown what, up. What, a poverty over... franchise, dude? Yeah, it's not shocking. It happens. <laughs> but, I mean, you have a great quarterback. You had an incredible start to the season. Losing to the Rams was one thing. That wasn't a bad loss because the Rams, I mean, they're, they're a really good football team. They're probably top five right now in the league. And then getting blown out by Detroit, losing to a banged up Indianapolis team. It's just, I just, I don't know, man. It's one of the most shocking collapses all year. I didn't see it coming. Oh, I did from a mile away, dude. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's Arizona football. And Cliff Kingsbury, dude. I need him fired. You want to fire me. Cliff Kingsbury? Yes. Oof. Saying this, he sucks. Okay, but you're you probably going to win 11 games this year. Thank you, Kyler Murray. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> we have That's the most the kind talented of team in football. Without a doubt, on both sides of the ball, we're the most talented team. When we're healthy, obviously. You did win a game against Russell Wilson in Seattle without Kyler. Yeah, so, but I mean, in, in, my defense, in my defense, Colt McCoy also beat Russell Wilson in Seattle last year. While he was playing for the Giants. So, that don't – it happens, dude. Russell Colt Wilson. Colt McCoy Russell owns – yeah, absolutely. But he both Seahawks kind of suck this year. Yeah, and, and he beat uh, the Niners too. So, I don't know. And also, like, the Colts are a good team. It's not that side. Uh, like I always say, for some reason, Detroit and Carolina own us. I don't get it. Rams, we split. So, like, if I'm going to be optimistic – We've been down. We're hurt. It's not – we, you know, they're not awful losses outside of Detroit. But, like I said, it's Arizona football. It's Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not surprised. I'm happy we made the playoffs for the first time in six years. But what are you going to do? Yeah, Hopefully honestly – get a new coach in the offseason. Honestly, <laughs> the most intriguing game of Wild Card Weekend would be the five-seed Arizona Cardinals and the four-seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that's the way it's kind of shaping up. That's the way it's probably going to end up being. And looking at that matchup, it would be so fascinating because I think the Cardinals have the talent to beat the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers honestly have been a shell of themselves this year. Their record you know, does not indicate their struggles. Yeah, and now you look at Godwin being out, Evans being out, AB's been tearing it up. Evan's probably going to be back by the playoffs, so that will give them a huge boost. Because I feel like with even without Godwin, with A.B. <clears throat> taking up that role, they're not missing much because they have that stellar wide receiver, two that can step into that role. A.B. might even be their wide receiver, one, when he's healthy because he demands the lion's share of the targets. 
But I feel like Arizona on the road, given even given all their struggles recently, would still have a chance to go knock off the defending champs because they have, in my opinion, a better quarterback than Tampa Bay does. No disrespect to the GOAT, but at the end of the day, I feel like Kyler Murray can make more magic happen if things aren't going his way than Tom Brady because Tom Brady's been so dependent on the people around him. And, I mean, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary has been awful, banged up this year. I feel like Arizona would have a legit shot in that game. And if you win that game, then you're going to probably go to Green Bay. And that's scary in itself. But at the end of the day, we've seen Arizona almost beat Green Bay this year, albeit the game was in the desert. I don't know, man. I think that I don't think Arizona's out of it yet. I don't just count them out. I don't think you guys are done. I don't think you've imploded all the way just yet. I think you still have time to right the right the wrongs, get on a little bit of a winning streak, even win one of your last two games, get a little bit of mojo going, finish eleven and six. And I mean that line for that Bucks game is probably going to be two to three points because the Buccaneers have so many injuries. Their defense has been so disappointing this year. And against a quarterback like Kyler Murray, they can throw 60 yards downfield flat footed. I think that spells some trouble for Tampa. I mean, yeah. I think another thing, I think is, I think another thing is out of these, like, two out of these three losses were the Rams and Colts. And those teams are like, we said very, very good. And Matt Stafford played about as close to perfect as you can for a quarterback in his game. Carson Wentz made an unbelievable throw, and the Cardinals had a chance to win that game for a long time. So, like, they weren't completely – it wasn't, like, complete blowouts, like, for some reason, the Detroit game, but, like, they were still in those games. And those two teams are probably better than Tampa Bay. So, you know, it's kind of a – it's kind of a tough little sledding you got here. But I I think B said, you know, the Cardinals, I think, have a real chance to still make some noise. And, I mean – like you said, you made the playoffs for the first time in what six seasons? That's still yeah. pretty. It's growth. It's you know growth for you know at least you get some experience in the postseason now. Yeah, it seems lose, like it lose, sets it kind of back like, in know. the draft order to me, dude. That's all I'm thinking. As a Falcons oh. fan, that does happen. But if you make the right <laughs> pick there, you know it happens. You know. Yeah. Fingers crossed, dude. Honestly, one of the most fascinating things about this season to me is the Cardinals and the Chiefs are went on complete opposite paths because the Chiefs came in as pretty much everyone in, the, in football's best team. Everyone thought the Chiefs were either going to get back to the Super Bowl or win their second Super Bowl in three years. And the Cardinals came in kind of middle of the pack, a team that people thought was going to make the playoffs, but nobody was really giving them their due. Nobody was giving them their credit. And the Cardinals came out on fire. The Chiefs came out flat. And all of a sudden, a switch flipped, and the Chiefs have won eight straight games, and the Cardinals have completely... Well, the Chiefs have an actual football coach, so that can help right there. (laughs) Yeah, it's just kind of fascinating how the switches flip so fast and kind of at the same time for both teams because... The Cardinals were playing like we thought the Chiefs were going to be, a much-improved defense, a much-improved offensive line, a quarterback leading the MVP race. Because before Kyler got hurt, he was pretty much in the driver's seat for league MVP, and he was doing it all. I mean, even if his stats didn't show it, I feel like he was genuinely playing at some of the highest level in the entire NFL. And now we see Mahomes getting back to that level, and it's taken Kyler a little bit to get back in the swing of things because like you alluded to earlier, Jackson, their line has not been good. Your offensive line has been middle of the pack to bad since Kyler's return, and that's so problematic heading forward. Yeah, we're done. Toast. (laughs) (laughs) I got a question for the both of you. 
Right now, the Chiefs and the Packers are pretty easily, unless there's some Cowboy fans out there that might have something to say about that. And after watching their performance against the football team, that's pretty valid. But I think right now, everyone can admit that the Packers and the Chiefs are the top two teams in football. But in the AFC and in the NFC, who is the one team in each conference that's going to give the Chiefs and the Packers their biggest cause for concern come playoff time? Well, the AFC is definitely the Colts. Mm. And the NFC, I don't know. Maybe Arizona, dude. I don't know. Okay, so we're, 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 <laughs> we're, we're already putting the Colts ahead of all the other division leaders. Because right now the Colts are a wild card team. We're saying that they're going to be a bigger threat than Buffalo, a bigger yeah. threat than Tennessee with Derrick Henry's turn, return kind of yeah. up in the air. Yep. Okay. I've been sold on the Colts for a long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you have. Mm, I had to choose. See, I haven't really – I never sold my stock in Buffalo from earlier in the year. And, I mean, they had a really tough, rough patch there. I really liked how they played. They played about how they should have been all year on Sunday in New England. I mean, I think that was a gutsy win. I think that was in a hostile environment. I think they did a great job there. And I think the NFC, it's hard. See, the thing is, I don't think the Packers are, like, I don't think they're world beaters, but I just don't trust anyone else, like, to go on the road and beat them. Like, I don't trust Matthew Stafford. The Cowboys looked really good, but they their offense wasn't doing anything until last week. I mean, until Sunday. So, but I probably would pick the Cowboys just because I think, they're a complete football team. and I mean, if they're rounding into form now, then they have a lot of momentum going. See, Jackson, I have to go with you on the Colts right now because they have played some of the most impressive football in the NFL over the last month. I mean, they should have beaten the Buccaneers. That game was a complete joke. They choked it away. They were the better football team for the majority of that game. We saw them dominate the Patriots. We've seen them dominate the Arizona Cardinals. Although the final score was close, they pretty much were easily the better-looking team that entire game. And I think if they continue on this trek, they can easily beat the fourth seed in the AFC, who's probably going to be the Bengals, maybe the Ravens if they get lucky on a miracle from God or the Browns. But it's looking like the Bengals are going to win the AFC North, which you know I want to throw up in my mouth saying that, but it's just the <laughs> truth. But, uh, yeah, looking at the landscape right now, the Colts have the team that I feel like could go into Kansas City and give the Chiefs problems. They can run the ball. Carson Wentz has been out of his mind this year, maybe the most underrated quarterback in the entire NFL. 25 touchdowns, six picks. He has come back when everyone else pretty much thought the Colts were taking a chance on him, but he would just be a game manager from here on out. He's proven he's more than that. And I think going into Kansas City – the only team in the AFC that really has a prayer of beating them would be the Colts. But with that being said, I feel like the Titans are right there behind them because if Derrick Henry does indeed come back and play up to his standard, they have a shot too. But we've seen that movie before. We've seen that story before where the Titans play the Chiefs. And although earlier this year the Titans blew out the Chiefs, this is a different Kansas City team. They're off that hangover. They're looking incredible. So all in all, I think, Jackson, you're absolutely right about the Colts. I would put them there. And for the NFC, you know, watching this past weekend's games, I got to go with the Rams. And I know trusting the Rams is 
a fool's errand most of the time because they've shown time and time again that they get to the get get to the NFC Championship, even get to the Super Bowl one year, and they always fall short. But I think this Rams team is different. I just have a gut feeling. I think Matthew Stafford, for all of his faults, can't get the job done. He has a big arm. He has an incredible cast of characters around him. Cam Akers is coming back. Odell looks like his old self. Cooper Cup's having the best wide receiver season we've ever seen. And their defense has <laughs> so many stars. I think eventually that talent rises to the top. I think when you have guys like Vaughn Miller, you have guys like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, their defense is easily the most star-studded and talented in the NFL. And I would take them over the Cowboys. I would. Even if that, that game will probably be in Jerry World, and even if it is in Jerry World, I'm taking the Rams no matter what the line is. I think the Rams... It, they'd probably be like a push. The Cowboys might be favored by a field goal, but I think the Rams are a better football team. I think they would go in and win that game, assuming they win their wild card game, probably against the Niners. Excuse me. But, yeah, I think the Rams are the only team in the NFC that I would feel confident in going into Lambeau, being able to steal one just because of Stafford's capabilities throwing the ball downfield, Cam Akers coming back. And like I said, they have so much talent. Against a incredible, the best secondary in the NFL probably resides in Green Bay. So you're going to need stars at the wide receiver position to make some noise. And I feel like the Rams have that, whereas the other teams in the NFC, I don't believe in their wideouts or their offensive weapons nearly as much as I believe in the Rams. Going back to your NFC point, I want to note that the the Colts is like, I don't know if you remember, remember when Jacoby Brissett went in there and won the game? Just based off them running the ball with Marlon Mack. Oh, yeah. So I don't think it's actually that far-fetched for them to go into Kansas City and win a game like that. Because, I mean, they did it already with you know, perhaps worst weapons. Like, you know, I, I think the Colts do have a real shot at beating them. I think they are probably the, they are the hottest team in football right now, right? Like they have, they, I feel like they've earned that. Despite, Besides you know, Kansas City, I would say yes. I think Kansas yeah, City yeah, is yeah. because they've won eight straight. But other than Kansas City, I would absolutely say Indianapolis. Yeah, they're right there. You know, I mean, it's crazy that they aren't like winning their division, but I mean, that's just kind of how, you know, hot and cold their season's been. But yeah, no, the Colts are definitely a good pick. You said something pre-show about the Bengals being up there, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So my thing with the Bengals is I, I love so many of like the players on their team, and I love how they're playing, and I think they finally I don't. I don't want to say they've built something that can last for a long time because it definitely can fizzle out here, you know, next year or something. But I've loved Joe Burrow for, a, you know, ever since he's at LSU. I thought his confidence is something that a lot of quarterbacks don't have, and if they did, they'd probably be a lot better. And I think on Sunday it finally all kind of came together. All his weapons played really well. His own line held up. And, I mean, you can say, you know, whatever about the Ravens being injured and hurt and all that. But it's the NFL. You play who's in front of you. I mean, as simple as that. And Joe Burrow came in and at 525 yards, and he played really, really, really damn well. And I just, I really liked it. And I don't know if I'm ready to call them contenders yet because they are really, really young. They're like they're the first team to have like four players over like like the first team to have a quarterback with a 4,000 yards, two receivers with a thousand, and a running back with a thousand, all under 25. And that's a ridiculous stat, but it's one of those where it shows how young they are, and I think that's kind of will defeat them in the end. But it's a really, really great start for Cincinnati, and I do really like what they're building. 
Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think, like, going forward, I mean, they, they're they going to have, like, three receivers go over 1,000 yards this year, and they don't really have a number one receiver. Like, yeah. they said something during the game, like, I guess, what was that? Their, I guess that was their 15th game. So, Higgins has had five games where he's been the leading receiver. Jamar's had five, and then uh, Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Boyd has had four, I guess – so one of them probably has six now. I'd say Higgins has six, Jamar yeah. has five, and Tyler Boyd has four. That they've been the leading receiver for the game. So they're just so versatile. Yeah, yeah. so many weapons. Looking at Cincinnati, you know, obviously I'm biased because I grew up hating them, but I think I don't I don't want to say they're fraudulent. I just feel like of all the division leaders in the AFC and all of the playoff teams right now, they're the team that I would have the most question marks about just because. We've seen them get blown out by Cleveland. We've seen them get blown out by the Chargers recently. We've seen them lose to the Jets. And the Ravens had 33 players on their IR or on the COVID IR. Nine defensive backs were out. So I think that defense being as putrid and as terrible as it was, Josh Johnson, the third-string quarterback starting due to Tyler Huntley having COVID, I mean, it's just a myriad of issues that showed on Sunday. And that's not taking anything away from the Bengals, as you alluded to, Luke, because you play who's in front of you. But at the end of the day, we got to look at the Bengals and say, what's the situation that's gotten them to nine and six? They've had a lot of lucky breaks go their way. And like I said, it's nothing to take away from them. The Vikings probably should have beaten them first week of the year. They choked. There's a couple games that went the Bengals' way that may not have. And they'd be looking at a team on the outside looking in right now. So I think the Bengals are a team that what they've done is incredibly impressive. You know, a second-year head coach, a second-year quarterback, a first-year rookie wide receiver who's looking like a stud. You know, I have, I have respect for that, and they deserve to win the division. But Indianapolis is probably going to be going up to Cincinnati for the wild-card game. And I am taking the Colts in that game easily in a heartbeat because I think they're a much more talented football team. I think they're a better football team. And being that fourth seed in the AFC is super dangerous because if you're like the Colts, you started out terribly, you became great. Tennessee's still winning their games. They're probably not going to fall because they have a two-game advantage right now on Indianapolis. Titans are 10-5, and five, Colts are 9-6, and six, but the Titans somehow swept the Colts in the regular season. So that, I mean, pretty much locks the Colts into that five seed. And looking at it from that perspective, you're Cincinnati – you're going to have confidence going into the game, but Indianapolis is probably going to be a three to six point favorite. And I just think they got, I mean, obviously the Joe Burrow is a superior quarterback to Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz plays so well within that system. He's less turnover prone. He's going to get it to Pittman. He's going to make sure Jonathan Taylor gets, you know, four or five catches out of the backfield. I just feel like Indianapolis going up there is going to be a safe bet to win that game. And I don't know I don't know how Cincinnati's going to throw anything at them to stop them because that's probably the most locked-in matchup right now of any of the wild-card matches with two weeks left to go. Yeah, I'd probably agree. I'd probably take the Colts to win that. Um, I think it is still close because, like, I, I, I think, like, Cincinnati's weapons do keep them in it because they are, like, you know, that feels like they're one play away at any moment. And I mean, with the Colts, it's more of like a like kill you slowly kind of thing, where they they just keep chipping at you. And I think that is a really really close game, a really interesting game. I I probably like I'd love to see that game. Like I really would. It'd be hard to pick because like I like I said, I want to. I really really like Cincinnati. And I kind of like what they're doing. I like a lot of their players. 
But the Colts, man, they're just ah, man. Jonathan Taylor's looking so good. He Jonathan Taylor would probably be my MVP if I had to choose one, like right now, See, even over Aaron Rodgers. I would have him second, but I got to give it to Rodgers. And I know Jackson's throwing up in his mouth right now. No, he deserves it. And I don't want to Aaron Rodgers win it. Yeah. Wow, man, that is growth for you. That is character development. <laughs> oh my god, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It'll be the NFC Championship when he starts playing bad. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> regular season king. See, I'm, I'm, I'm willing. Honestly, He's so good at regular season. This sounds insane, but if the Packers win the Super Bowl this year, and Aaron Rodgers wins MVP, I would be ready to have the discussion between him and Brady for goat because. Rodgers has been a better player than <laughs> that's, you know. just, that's just there's just no way, man. Bra- Rodgers has been a better quarterback than Tom Brady has been the last 10 years in the NFL. Hands down. It's not close. Rodgers since 2011 has been better than Tom Brady consistently. It's not even close. He's more talented. He's a much better passer of the football. I mean, people say he still has one Super Bowl since then. He doesn't Brady, even have one. This he don't. He, he don't have a Super Bowl in that time period. That's, my, got, what, that's what kind of kills it. My point is, if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Patriots and the loaded Buccaneers, he would have the rings Tom Brady has. Tom Brady only had one remarkable Super Bowl performance of all the ones he's won. Since 2011, that was against, well, actually, the Eagles. He threw for 500 yards and lost that game. Other than that, most of his performances have been very up and down. The Seahawks game, he played well in the fourth quarter, but before that, he didn't do anything. He didn't even do that well against the Falcons. The Falcons just handed it to him on a silver platter. Against he had the Rams, a great fourth quarter against the Falcons. I think he went, like, what, 17 for 19 or something? I mean, he threw a dropped pick that landed in Julian Edelman's bread basket somehow, and he threw – Check check down after dump pass. Uh, let me throw it out to James White for six yards. He's going to turn it upfield for 30. That was basically Tom Brady that entire Super Bowl. So you can't tell me he, he did a throw a pick six. He threw a pick six in the happiest moment of my life. That was that was a really fun moment. Before oh. the saddest moment of my life. So. No, absolutely. And Matt Ryan outplayed Tom Brady in that game. I mean, it's not even close. Like if you watch that football game. The Falcons coaching lost it for them. I mean, yeah, the strip sack was bad. Matt Ryan made a couple bad decisions. But he was the better quarterback than Brady by far in that game. And I'm not saying Brady isn't the GOAT because of his longevity. He is. But I think if Rodgers has much better efficiency stats, much better stats in general, has multiple rings and more MVPs, he's a better individual player. We put far too much emphasis on rings when at the end of the day, there's so many players on a football team. There's 22 starters. One guy does not make as much impact as he does in, say, the NBA, where it's like, you know, you can take over a game. Where in football, you can take over, but your receiver's got to run good routes and catch. Your running back's got to do his job. Your offensive line's got to do their job. And Tom Brady has been put in great position year after year after year because of what surrounds him. The thing is, you say that, and then Tom Brady left to a team that didn't make the playoffs and immediately wins the Super Bowl. That's my only issue with that statement. But he did he build just, a he he built a super team though. I mean, we can't lie. I mean, the the, I the mean, Buccaneers he brought last year thirty was, plus year old Gronk with him, and the rest was kind of in place there on Tampa Bay. I mean, it, like it was still a good team that he walked into, but they missed the playoffs with Jameis, and then he goes there and they win the Super Bowl. And I mean, like he didn't play fantastic during their Super Bowl run, 
even during the Super Bowl. But yeah, he, he was kind of trash. In they kind of the made Bowl. the. Di- I mean, I, I don't know. Just see, I don't know. It's just it's fishy. It's fishy. That's all I'm saying. I, I understand the optics of that. And Jackson, I'll let you get your point here in a minute. But the I had no was, point. This is an ignorant discussion. Why is it an no. ignorant discussion? Aaron Rodgers greater than Tom Brady? How if many MVPs the, do they have? They both have three. They Aaron both Rodgers have three. can pass him this year. Yeah. So he'll have one more. Yes, if he wins. If the and media doesn't cower and give it to Brady. He's been to one Super Bowl. <laughs> one. Is it his fault Mike McCarthy was his coach for 10 years? Hey, yo, all I'm saying is Mike McCarthy's doing a fine job yo, right now in Dallas. Hey, dude. yo. Tom Brady has had one year in the NFC, and he's accomplished as much as Aaron Rodgers has in that time period in one year. It's a team accomplishment is what I'm saying. If you put Aaron Rodgers on the Buccaneers last year, they would win the Super Bowl even easier. Aaron Rodgers outplayed Tom Brady in the NFC Championship. Tom Brady played an awful football game and somehow won by the grace of God because the Packers have an awful coach. I know. The poor Packers, man. They got three interceptions and couldn't do nothing with it. He's never had a defense. Poor guy. Christmas, too. They 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 got four interceptions. They only won that game by two. Yeah. Okay, but but to be honest, if we're really being real, this is the first time Aaron Rodgers has had an elite defense in at least ten years. That's just a fact. It's the first time Aaron Rodgers can legitimately say he's had an elite defense that can hold up their end of the bargain. They're because for a lot of years year. there, well, yeah, they were good last year. They let down when you know they needed the most. But well, when they got him three interceptions. And they still couldn't shut him out. They still couldn't beat him. I mean, that 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 I shows you Rogers. Rogers had a good game. He played much better than Bra- against the best defensive line in the NFL. And that was my point. I was going to get to earlier, Lucas. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers last year won the Super Bowl because of their defensive line. Their defensive line was an absolute unit. And Brady saw them building that. He saw the pieces there. He went with a great coach, a great organization, dedicated to winning. Because the Buccaneers are the worst franchise in NFL history, winning percentage wise. But they were committed to building a Super Bowl champion. And to me, that's all the difference. That, 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 that's what made the difference because Bill Belichick was too much of an old school buddy duddy. He didn't want to give Brady any weapons. So Brady went where the best weapons were in the league and he won a Super Bowl because of that. He didn't do anything remarkable. All I'm saying is Aaron Rodgers deserves far more praise. He's easily the second best quarterback of all time and he's going to go down as the GOAT, mm-hmm. at least in my book. I wouldn't say that. Wouldn't say what. I mean, I still have Peyton above him. Peyton over Rogers? Yeah. People have those talks. Right? I, I mean, Peyton I, does have more MVPs, but I just think Rogers is a better player. I just think Rogers is a better player. I mean, and Peyton won a Super Bowl because he was carried by a defense at the end. Yeah, but Peyton had a terrible defense his whole career, too. In Indy. Yeah. So he got but, carried one year. Peyton consistently choked more, though. Rodgers, when he loses in the playoffs, does not perform badly. Peyton does. That's a pretty big difference. Hey, he's been to three Super Bowls. And what happened? Oh, no, he's been to four. What happened in two of them? Oh, yeah, he's been to four, and Rodgers has only been to one. (sighs) Rodgers went to one Super Bowl. Very tough scene. He went to a Super Bowl against the greatest franchise in NFL history, one of the greatest defenses in NFL history, and beat them. The 2010 Pittsburgh Steelers. Rodgers balled on us. And 
to me, that's more impressive than Peyton Manning choking against the New Orleans Saints, choking against the Seahawks. And I love Peyton Manning. He's easily top three all time. But the fact remains, he didn't show up when he needed to against the Legion of Boom. I mean, yeah, that was a great defense and all, but he still played a poor game. And against the Saints, because the Colts should have won that game. They were a better football team, but somehow, some way... There were agendas in that game, dude. Some conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah, I hate the Saints. I think they're slimy and greasy, and I think that they're, you know, like like a mafia, basically, you know? Sean Payton's a scumbag. We've pretty much established that. (laughs) How does he have a movie? How does he have a movie coming out about that? How does... Because the movie's essentially about him after committing (laughs) Bounty Gate. How... How is that a thing? How, I hate the Saints so much, man. It just, it just feels like a fever dream. I mean, Kevin James playing the role is just so random, and it, it's just, just so weird. I just, I like, I, I love that it's like so stupid that it's real, but like I hate it because why is it happening? Why, why are we, why are we making a comedy, a stupid comedy, after a team that committed awful crimes in the NFL? Like really, they they cheated their way to a Super Bowl. They tried to murder forty four year old Brett Favre. <laughs> like why 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 is this happening? I hate it. I hate the Saints so much, man. Oh my gosh, I hate them. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the Saints are one of those franchises. Were they covering up the false? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's another. They that's covered- another scandal. <laughs> they covered up like they covered up names for pedophiles in the Catholic Church. We're about to lose all all of our uh, Louisiana listening base, but that's just some Louisiana Good. Catholic stuff. I mean, we don't we don't want anybody from Louisiana listening to this podcast anyway. So if you're listening no, and you're from Louisiana, them, please please just unsubscribe and stop listening to us. Sickos, hate y'all. <laughs> we accept all 49 <laughs> states except for Louisiana. <laughs> yes, get out of here. All right, last point I want to get to before we get to our picks is the wild card race is heating up in the AFC and the NFC. And while the five seed in both conferences is pretty much locked, I want to ask you guys who your final two teams in the AFC and the NFC are that you're picking to represent both conferences in the playoffs. If I had to pick, I'm going to go with the AFC I think New England gets the win over Miami, and I think that eliminates Miami. And then I think Los Angeles pulls out the win against the Raiders, although I I do like the Raiders, and they've been through a lot, but I think the Chargers, I think Justin Herbert makes that much of a difference there. Then in the NFC, uh, San Fran, I think, is... I don't know. I think they're in. I think they're a pretty safe bet, even if Garoppolo is out here. I just I think they're that good of an overall team, and I think Shanahan can pull that off. And I think I think Philadelphia has a chance. I think Philadelphia has a chance at making some noise here. I I, I don't know why they've kind of they've been sticking around all year, and I think them sticking around all year has kind of been a sign that they're they're going to sneak into the playoffs here at the seventh seed. I don't. I don't know if they're a good team. I don't think they're a good team, and I don't think they're going to do anything. But I think they have enough to make the playoffs here. Mm, I agree with him on the AFC point, and I don't, I don't. What's? I don't know. I the only thing I disagree is I feel like the Vikings might still get that seventh seed. I just feel like they're better. 
but who knows? I don't know either team's schedule upcoming, but like I feel like they're the better team. So we'll have see, to see. I, oh, I know they play the Packers. So they'll probably lose yeah. that game. I don't know. I think the Vikings are good. It's just they're like snake bit, it feels like this year special. Yeah. See, okay, so in the AFC, I gotta go with the Patriots as well because I love Tua. I love this Miami story, but I feel like in Foxborough, New England's gonna get that W. And then this is a shock, but for the last wild card team in the AFC, I got to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, are they the seventh best team in the conference? No, they are not. Are they a better football team when all horses are healthy between the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Raiders? Absolutely not. I've been on the Chargers all year long, and I hate to give up on them now, but after watching that putrid performance in Houston, I think the Raiders are going to go 1-1 one and one over the next two games, finish 9-8, and eight, and beat out the Chargers and beat out the Ravens for the last wildcard spot because they have gone through so much adversity this season, and they have a winning record. Derek Carr has risen above it all, losing his best receiver, losing his head coach, and he's still playing good football. It's impressive. And their defense has risen to the occasion this past month and played out of their minds. I feel like the Raiders are clicking at the right time. I feel like they're really together as a group, and that's why I have them in there. In the NFC, I got the Niners and I got the Eagles. I feel like the Niners are one of the most underrated teams in the NFL, although they lost to the Titans without Derrick Henry. I still feel like they have a great coach. I feel like they have insanely talented personnel on offense. I love Debo Samuel. Elijah Mitchell, if he's healthy, he'll be able to do his thing. Jeff Wilson Jr. is an incredible backup. I feel like Brandon Ayuk is one of the best wide receiver twos in the NFL. He's incredibly underutilized. Jimmy G is good enough to get it done. You know, he's not a stud. He's not a star. But he's very solid. He's good enough to step up in a playoff game and win playoff games. You saw him get to a Super Bowl for crying out loud. So give Jimmy G some respect. He can get it done. And then the Eagles, you know, I feel like, you know, Jalen Hurts, for all of his ups and downs, is a talented enough player to guide the Eagles to the playoffs because they have an easy schedule coming up. They're probably the NFL's most surprising team in that wild card race because no one really saw the Eagles doing anything this year. They came out of the gates in Atlanta, a game they were an underdog in. Blew the doors off the Falcons. I'm sorry to bring that up, Lucas. But the Eagles, throughout the year, even games they've struggled, they've bounced back. They've found ways to win games. And they're probably going to get blown out by Dallas in the last game of the year. But as long as they win next week, they should be good as gold. And I think they play the Washington football team, so that should be a pretty easy win for them at home. I believe in the Eagles getting that seven seed. And while I don't think it'll count for much, they'll probably go out pretty early in the playoffs, probably in the wild card round. But the Eagles are a team that they can kind of beat anyone on any given Sunday. They have talent. If they're healthy, if all their horses are clicking, if Miles Sanders continues to play good football, I think the Eagles are definitely alive. And I think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs because of that. One thing I'm hoping for is I hope the Raiders are the Nickelodeon game. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'd, oh, love, no, to, I'd love to watch that broadcast. <laughs> Should they talk about Henry Ruggs and John Gruden <laughs> oh, and all the And what's the uh, defensive player that like came out? Oh, Damon Arnett. Nah, nah, the defensive player that like came Carl out. Nassin. Oh, Carl. Oh, Carl Nassin. <laughs> he'll he'll be the new MVP. 
<laughs> He'll win that MVP. He'll join Mitch Trubisky oh as the MVP. Oh man. <laughs> MVP's going MVP just has to like stay around forever. I hate they've been doing it this year every week because it feels like it diminishes the award and I hate it. I've been doing it every every Wednesday. They have the show on Nickelodeon doing the NFL stuff, and they give the MVP out every week. I had no idea that was a thing, and it honestly breaks my heart because yeah. in my heart and in my mind, Mitch Trubisky is the one and only MVP, and that's just how I, it's I, always going to be. I think people do claim that. Like people are like the general public's like, yeah, that's right. But yeah, they've been doing it all year, and it's been awful. I hate it. It's a Mickey Mouse award during the season. <laughs> All right, it's time to get into our weekly game picks. And we're going to start off with the Falcons at the Bills. The Bills are a huge 14.5-point favorite at home. Uh, The Falcons are the worst team to possibly have a chance of making the playoffs ever. They're minus minus over 100 in point differential. Um, So, yeah, give me the Bills. (laughs) Give me the Bills to put the Falcons out of their misery. Yeah, Bills win this game. I think the Bills win it fairly easily. They've looked a lot better recently. I think they get the job done. Next up on another Saturday game, we got the Giants at the Bears. The Bears are a six-point favorite at home. Give me the Bears here, but I like the Giants to keep it close for a little bit. Yeah, I'll take the uh, Bears as well. Yeah, I think the Bears clean sweep here. I mean, they're at home. They've been playing a little bit better football. I think they'll get the job done. Next up, we got the Chiefs at the Bengals. The Chiefs are a five and a half point favorite traveling to Cincinnati. Mm, the Chiefs are hot right now, so give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs here. Clean sweep again for the Chiefs, man. I think right now they're the best team in the NFL, and I think they're going to put a put a pretty big hurting on the Bengals. Next up, we got the Dolphins at the Titans. The Titans are a three and a half point favorite at home. Mm, I'm going to take the Titans mostly because they're going to – is this on Saturday or Sunday? This is a Sunday game. Uh, Either way, they have like 15 days of rest, so that will be huge. Yeah, I I like the Titans here as well to get it done. I think they're going to end up getting the division just – I don't know. It just feels like they're kind of cruising to this division, but it doesn't feel like they're that good. But, yeah, give me the Titans. I hate to say it, I agree yet again. The Dolphins have won six straight games, but I feel like their luck is going to run out. I feel like the Titans are going to win this game pretty easily. I think it'll be a close game for a while, but I think the Titans' defense is going to make the difference. I think they'll be able to stifle the Dolphins enough, be able to run the ball. Ryan Tannehill is due for a big performance. I think it comes against his former team, I mean the Titans. Next up, we got the Raiders at the Colts. The Colts are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Cole's coming off a big win, and I think that they keep the train rolling here. I think they beat a pretty decent Raiders team here at home. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with y'all. I love that you already knew I was going to pick the Colts. <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's a lot, Colts. We're, we're very all on board here. We're, we're not <laughs> killing each other over these picks here. Speaking of of blowouts speaking of locks the patriots play the jaguars in foxborough between the best rookie quarterback in the league and the worst rookie quarterback in the league we got mac jones we got trevor lawrence we got the nine and six patriots against the abysmal last place two and 13 jaguars who you got 
well, obviously New England here. I, <laughs> yeah. I just I want to acknowledge the Jaguars when they were playing the Jets last week or on Sunday. They 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 were like you know trying to drive to win the game and they ended up spiking the ball on third and goal <laughs> to go to fourth oh, and Jesus goal <laughs> to lose the game. Just just had to bring that up. Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots. Biggest blowout of the entire weekend. I got the Patriots winning by at least three scores. I think this one's going to get ugly quickly. Give me the Patriots. Next up, we have the Buccaneers at the Jets. The Buccaneers are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. And I just have to say, this slate of games has so many potential blowouts. It's honestly insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy pick. Give favorite. Bucks. Yeah. Bucks. Bucks all around. We have... Had a sweep in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games. We've never done that in the history of the backfield boys. That's pretty insane. <laughs> no, no gut picks either. These are all just straight easy picks. This one may be a little harder. Next up, we have the Rams at the Ravens. The Rams are a three and a half point favorite on the road. Mm, Rams pretty easily. Like, I think that's an easy take the Rams on the spread. Yeah, we just saw what the uh, we just saw what you know T Higgins and Jamar Chase did. Imagine what Cooper Cup and Odell's going to do. It's going to be the Rams. I think if Lamar plays, it'll be kind of interesting. But I still got the Rams regardless. I think they're oh, one of the best. Oh, you mean teams. the guy that has more turnovers and touchdowns this year? Yeah, okay. And I, I, <laughs> I think Lamar's pretty trash too. Don't get me wrong. I think he's very overrated. I think he's having a bad year, but he's still going to make it more interesting. So give me the Rams. Closer game than you expect, though. Next up, we got the Eagles at the football team. The Eagles are a four-point favorite on the road in this key divisional matchup. Um, I feel like the football team wins this game. Mm. Interesting. I think the football team is taking a guess right now. I think they're kind of. I think this was if they were going to do anything to make a playoff push, it would have been on Sunday night, and they did not answer any call. So I think the Eagles will win this one. I got to agree with Lucas here. Give me the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts is going to get it done running the football. I believe in their weapons. Miles Sanders has been playing much better football. I think they'll get it done. Next up, we have an AFC West showdown with major playoff implications as the Broncos take on the Chargers. The Chargers are a six-point favorite at home. Mm, Chargers have to win this one. So they will. Yeah, I think the Hunger team wins here. And I think the Broncos won already like earlier this year. So yeah, and they I always think, split. Yeah, this yeah, this feels like a split for sure. Yeah, easily give me the Chargers. I think at home they have to bounce back and they will. Next up, we got the Texans at the 49ers. The 49ers are a 13 and a half point favorite. Uh yeah, I look for the 49ers to bounce back and win this week. Yep, give me the Niners. I agree. 49ers pretty easily. This will lock up their playoff spot pretty much. And I think they're going to be a dangerous team come the wild card round. So give me the 49ers here to win the football game. Next up, we have arguably the game of the week. The Cardinals take on the Cowboys in Dallas. The Cowboys are a five and a half point favorite. Oof. I'm going to give me the cards, bro. You know, I think there's something about Kyler Murray playing in Dallas that there's, you know, isn't being talked about a lot. 
I think the Cardinals will bounce back here. I think they get a win. Wait, we're playing in Dallas? Yep. We played in Dallas last year. That's Jerry Jones is crooked. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> yeah, because Kyler played year. I mean, he, like, had good numbers, but he was, like, nine for 25. But, like, his nine were, like, bombs. <laughs> See, I think that the Cardinals are actually going to get the win here. You know, I was leaning Cowboys all along, but I think there's something about the Cardinals where they're too good to lose four straight games. So, give me the Cardinals getting it done somehow, some way in Jerry World. Next up, we have the Browns at the Steelers. The Browns are a three-point favorite on the road, despite having the worst record and already losing to Pittsburgh in Cleveland earlier this season. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's going to light it up, and he's going to beat the Steelers. <laughs> and I'm going to be laughing the entire time. Yeah, I'm going to take the Browns. Give me the Steelers. In a resounding victory. I think we bounce back. I think we punch the Browns in the mouth. Give me the Steelers by double digits. That is my bold prediction. I think we are going to come out and we are going to run all up and down the field on that sorry, piss poor Cleveland defense. Baker Mayfield is going to turn the ball over multiple times again. He's going to he's going to have the reverse Kurt Warner career. Kurt Warner went from bagging groceries at Kroger to the NFL. Baker Mayfield's going to go from the NFL to bagging groceries at Kroger because that man is not an NFL quarterback. Get out of here with that. Give me the Steelers at home. Huge bounce back. Huge win. Give me the Steelers. My Steelers. Next up, we got the Panthers at the Saints. The Saints are a touchdown favorite at home despite their immense struggles with the Dolphins. Dude, both these teams suck. I hate this. This game stinks because the Panthers keep switching quarterbacks like in the game. They keep going back and forth every like couple plays. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen a team do with quarterbacks. And I'm a Georgia fan with Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels. So <laughs> I don't understand what the Panthers are doing. The Saints are almost just as bad with all their like issues that they have with the COVID list. But I, I mean, they're just a more, they're a better franchise right now because the or, or Panthers are a joke. So. Give me the Saints. Ugh. Yeah, give me the give me the Saints. I'm gonna go with the Panthers here. I have a weird feeling. This is my gut pick of the week. I think somehow, some way, the Panthers are gonna get the win because I feel like the Panthers are better than five and ten as a roster, as a team, and I feel like the Saints are worse than seven and seven without their quarterbacks. So I think if Ian Book is forced to start, you know, maybe they'll get Trevor Simeon back out there. But they just don't have the talent at quarterback this year. And I think the Panthers, I think Cam and Sam Darnold, whichever one of the two gets most of the playing time, can put something together. The Saints defense is great, don't get me wrong. But we saw Tua pick it apart tonight. So I feel like, you know, Tua is much better than Cam Newton, obviously. But Cam Newton can make something go, maybe get a couple of rushing touchdowns. I think the Panthers are going to win the game. Next up, we have another abysmal matchup between the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Uh, Seattle's crumbling right now. We're gonna, uh, the, Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson is gone from Seattle. You heard it here first. It's easy that they're going to split here. Someone is leaving. So, if I mean, I think Jared Goff's coming back, so give me Detroit. Mm, I'll take the Seahawks. 
Give me Seahawks. I agree with you, Jackson. I think somehow, some way, Seattle's going to get it done, get the victory. You know, it's one of those things where Russell Wilson still has the capability of playing like a top 10 quarterback. He probably still is a top 10 quarterback in a good situation, but Seattle, you know, they're not playing for much. They're already eliminated from the playoffs, but there's something about that team that they still have enough talent. They still have enough guys. They still got Pete Carroll, a good head coach. I think they're going to beat Detroit. They're just a better football team. They're playing in front of the 12th man, their home crowd. I believe in the Seahawks to get it done. Last but not least, we got the Vikings on the road at the Packers for Sunday night football. The Packers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home, despite the Vikings beating the Packers earlier this season. Mm, you're talking about teams that always seem to split earlier with the Chargers and Broncos, and this feels the same way. And Minnesota won that game you know, earlier in the year, so give me Green Bay here. Yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay as well. I agree, man. Give me the Packers. I think they're by far the best team in the NFC right now. I think they're clicking on all cylinders. Although they almost lost to the Browns, I think that they played a pretty good, complete football game. They were dominant at first and took their foot off the gas, but they learned their lesson from that. I think they're going to come out in this game and win resoundingly. Give me Green Bay. 